From Washington, I'm David Schultz, and this is Talking Tax. So you probably saw a lot of commercials where you were watching the Super Bowl this past weekend. But did you know that some of those commercials might have been paid for, at least indirectly, by John and Jane Taxpayer? A new story from today's guest, Bloomberg Tax and Accounting reporter Angelica Serrano-Roman, shows that many states are offering generous tax incentives for film production companies that agree to shoot commercials within their jurisdictions. In some ways, it's a logical extension of a trend that's been going on for a while now, with states competing against each other to offer the most generous tax breaks to land a big movie or TV production. But, as Angelica discovered, extending this to commercials takes this controversial policy to a whole other level, and that's before considering the fact that most of these tax breaks are transferable, which means that their ultimate beneficiary could be an unrelated third party. In a bit, we'll play you a few of the ads that were beneficiaries of these tax breaks. But first, I asked Angelica to explain to me why all of this makes some tax policy experts uncomfortable. With film tax credits, one of the main concerns raised by researchers and some auditors is their high cost to jurisdictions, especially those offering credits as high as 40% of production expenses. Several independent researchers uh, have highlighted that film tax credits often fail to generate long-term jobs. And with many being temporary or outsourced, that's why some of the states offer higher tax credits if local talent is higher, which also translates to more savings for them. Um, an economist interview for this story pointed out that state governments face a challenge, and that is, you know, in order to sustain the industry, they need to give subsidies every year. That actually, now that I think about it, that makes sense because movies and TV shows are temporary. You know, you come in, you shoot a movie or you shoot an episode of a TV show, and then you leave. So, That makes sense that it only offers temporary economic benefits. Right. And with commercials, it's kind of interesting because some of this production lasts even shorter. Yeah. It's it's like two, three days. Two or three days. So, I mean, this is you're giving tax breaks for companies that are in your state for two or three days. Right. Uh, What they're saying is that, well, at least these jobs are high paying jobs. So it's kind of good. But. For some, it's not enough uh, to offset the cost of, you know, giving away the subsidies. So let's talk about some of the commercials that utilize these tax breaks. Uh, I get the sense there was a beer commercial. Can you get into that? Yes. So... It's important to note for this story that we submit a records request to 15 jurisdictions, specifically 15, because those allow the transfer of these credits. And we'll we'll get into that in a little bit. That's a really important detail. Yes. So some like Georgia declined to provide information. So I'm going to give you names of companies that we could verify. Right. So based on the information we received, we can identify companies such as McDonald's, Kelanova, formerly known as Kellogg. AV, the pharmaceutical company, Corona from Constellations Brands, Kraft Heinz, Clorox International Company, whose parent company is Clorox Company. So those are some of the companies that have uh, received film tax credits for commercials. And let's get into that Corona commercial. You mentioned Corona beer. Uh, I get the sense that they filmed a commercial in Puerto Rico utilizing tax credits. Yeah. So in this commercial, uh, Bad Bunny calls Snoop Dogg using his shell phone with a Corona beer on his hand. Say, baby, look, look, let me tell you something. See, first thing, you can't be calling on my shell phone. Second thing is you can't be... No, 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 baby, it's me, Bad Bunny. 
This uh, commercial received a credit of almost $800,000. An interesting aspect of this commercial is that according to people that I interviewed and that worked for the campaign, much of the work actually happened in L.A. The work in Puerto Rico uh, was mostly to capture landscapes and background shots. But it sounds like Snoop Dogg and Bad Bunny, as you mentioned, a Puerto Rican musician himself, didn't actually film the commercial in Puerto Rico. Exactly. That's what our sources are saying. The Island Film Commission said in an interview that not all production needs to happen in Puerto Rico in order to get the tax break because only the eligible expenses are the ones considered. Well, you wanted to highlight another commercial. Which one was this that also used tax uh, incentives? Yes. I want you to picture this. So this ad starts with a close shot of a burger. A voice announces, introducing our newest, boldest Big Mac. And then this voice says, Two small beef patties, a modest droplet of special sauce, just a shred of lettuce, melty cheese, a petite pickle slice, an itty-bitty bit of onion on a little baby bun. So it turns out, David, that Illinois granted McDonald's a credit of over $300,000 in 2019 to shoot a burger that was actually part of an April Fool's video, and it was called the Micromac. So this was a commercial that never even actually aired on television. This was just, you know, what people who are very online will notice is a trend now where a lot of brands are releasing fake commercials for fake products on April Fool's Day. And, you know, you see them online on April Fool's Day, and then the next day they're gone. So this was a tax break for an online April Fool's ad from McDonald's. Yeah, we couldn't find a video for the story, so we had to to basically track it, you know, in social media and archive.org and all these sites because the video was no longer on the internet. So it's kind of curious. It's something that, I don't know, it was very funny to me. Now, I mean, you know, we're not marketing experts. So, uh, you know, that seems like maybe a lot of money to pay for an online, you know, April Fool's prank, I guess. Uh, but maybe this, you know, enhances the brand and, you know, gets people involved in a fun April Fool's tradition, but they're using public dollars for this. They're using, you know, essentially they're getting a break on their taxes. They're not paying taxes to film this in Illinois. So basically, yes. So this credit is to be used against your income, right? So you need to have a personal or corporate income tax uh, liability. Well, that's where things get really interesting. And that's where I, I really liked your reporting here is that there are some companies that film commercials in certain states and get tax breaks for those states, but have no income tax liability in those states. So they can't use these credits. So what do they do? They sell them to other companies. Uh, how does this work? Yes. So this is allowing Walmart, um, Apple, and Bank of America. They're typically paying around $0.90 cents on the dollar, but it can go to 90 95 It really depends on the market. Um, and this gives them a way to reduce their state tax liability by tens of thousands of dollars, uh, even if they have no involvement in the production. What things are saying is we are actually giving away money because we're not giving you cash. We're just giving you a tax credit. And then and we just collect less tax revenue. Uh, so for them, it's not a subsidy. It's nothing bad. They're saying, like, this is, like, free. This is not costing us money because we're not giving you cash. So this is basically how it works. Sure. 
So let's get into the argument over whether this is good or bad. Um, And I want to start off with the good side. You spoke with a group called the Illinois Production Alliance, which is a group that advocates for the film industry in the state of Illinois. And they cited some data that showed that this really does generate a lot of economic activity in Illinois and in other states, I guess. Um, Why don't you uh, tell me what they said? I can tell you what's in the report. Uh, Specifically, it says that the incentive generated nearly $7 in economic activity per every dollar in subsidies. Christine Dudley, she is the director of the group and also former Illinois Film Commission director. She said that number, the $7, applies to television, commercials, and movies alike. They use estimated and forecast production expenditure data. Uh, This report says that 90% of productions wouldn't have been filmed in Illinois without the credit. And that's an important point that that you just made because it's not about, you know, incentivizing film production in your state. It's about incentivizing film production in your state that wouldn't have happened otherwise. Exactly. You know, that you don't want to give tax incentives to companies that were going to do this work in your state anyway. Yeah, which is a bit complicated with commercials. Some people will argue because it's not like McDonald's is not going to shoot commercials. They're going to shoot the commercials somewhere. Exactly. Um, So I I ask this group if this is a problem. Should the state like figure out how to um, attract movies or other types of, of films? She said that although the majority of applications are for commercials. The credits allocated to these productions account for around 11 to 13.5 percent of the total paid out. We should say, you know, that the Illinois Production Alliance has uh, some financial motivation to paint a very rosy picture here. So it sounds like not everyone you know, agrees with their data or thinks that you know, this is actually is a good deal for the states. Yeah, many states and Puerto Rico haven't conducted a state-sponsored report. So a lot of reports you see out there are made or conducted by the industry. And one of the people we interviewed for this story, J.C. Broberry, he is an economic professor at uh, Georgia. He has researched film incentives, and he said, Literally, just no serious economist will believe industry reports. That's how he he said it. You know, and this is because some of these reports allegedly, right, um, use multipliers, you know, inflated multipliers to to say, oh, this is because of of this movie that was shot here. But it sounds like there's not really any alternative because, as you mentioned, uh, you know, you tried to get access to data on this. I'm sure other academics have as well. And there you just ran into a a brick wall. Right. I mean, a lot of states, you know, either didn't get back to you or there was one state, I think, that said we won't respond to interrogatories. Yeah. uh, It was Massachusetts. Yeah. Yeah. And A, that's a very odd word to use. But B, you know, there's not a lot of transparency into where these tax credits go, how they're being used, how much economic activity they stimulate. Is that also a factor here that we just don't know what's going on? Exactly. I I believe this story is just a snapshot of the real story, but we cannot tell that one because not all of the states provided the information. I mean, we spent around three to four months trying to get information. States like Georgia said, this is taxpayer confidential information. We cannot give you that. We ask about, okay, can you just say the types of production or something like that? But um, the only thing we got after multiple attempts, I'm talking about Georgia specifically, was just 
general statistics saying this this were the commercials versus the films and versus this other thing. So yeah. that's the only thing we got from them. Finally, uh, based on your sources and the people that you spoke to, where do you think the problem lies here? Do you think that the problem here is that tax credits to film commercials are ineffective or is it for the entire film production industry are ineffective or all tax credits for any industry are ineffective? Because I think you spoke with some advocates who might agree with that statement that no state should issue tax credits for any economic activity. It's not worth it. What are the differing views here that from the people that you spoke with? Do they think that, you know, this is all, uh, you know, a bad deal or is it just this specific uh, instance of it? Right. So at least all the researchers and economists I interview agreed that in general, film tax credits are not good. But, um, you know, and even doing research for this story, I read academic papers from 10 years ago and they say the same thing. But they do say, you know, commercials are a little worse because you're giving a company, you know, a multinational company, this incentive for a commercial. It's not the same as maybe an independent filmmaker. Some states, I will say, not all of the states that have film tax credit allow commercials. Just 28 and Puerto Rico allow commercials. So this is a matter of policy, right? States can decide who gets the credit or who doesn't. And something interesting that I was not expecting after publication was a lot of messages from people in the industry saying, we cannot believe that our jurisdictions are giving money for commercials because our budgets for these programs are so so small. Like, why are you giving this to a corporation instead of trying to attract more films? So these are independent uh, film and television production companies that would really love these tax breaks but are frustrated that they're going to commercials instead. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, all right. Well, that was Angelica serrano Roman uh, talking with us about commercials and tax breaks. Uh, thank you so much for talking. Thank you so much for the invite. And that's it for today's podcast. You can find up-to-the-minute news and the latest tax and accounting developments at our website, news.bloombergtax.com. That website, once again, is news.bloombergtax.com. Today's Talking Tax was produced by myself, David Schultz. Benjamin Freed was our editor from Washington. I'm David Schultz. Thanks for listening. In a global tax landscape that changes by the day, it's what you don't know that can leave you exposed. At Bloomberg Tax, we provide market-leading intelligence and practical applications to help tax professionals work smarter, faster, and more accurately. Our solutions provide the insights you need for game-changing outcomes. To revolutionize your performance in real time, the difference is Bloomberg Tax. Learn more at pro.bloombergtax.com.